What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 17 of the Krause House podcast. What's going on? Commodore, how are you? Doing pretty well, man. I'm trying to still hold on Bucks and Six champions. I only have a couple more weeks of really feeling great about it. So I'm just trying to stay in that energy zone. I'll be glad when that's done. Hopefully, Bucks it's and Six. Yeah, it was a wild couple of weeks. It's feel good to be back. I was at MCON, which was awesome. Um, I met some fellow Jerry's. I this is a really good conference, just all Dow, like just Dow nerds through and through. And then went to New York and there was some main net fallout, some stragglers that were still behind. After some bad internet and some less than ideal setups, it's bad to be, it's good to be back. Sorry. Um, good to be back in action and recording with you. Yeah. I'm glad you're taking the full fall on being the reason we haven't recorded recently because it's certainly the truth. And I was encouraging you to buy the mobile rig so we could just always be recording. It should be A-B-R. It should be our motto. Seems like a good investment now. Absolutely. Where do we, where do we start? Let's start at the top, man. What are you, some interesting news to come out of the New Orleans Pelicans front office? Yeah. Yeah. So just recap. What happened is Gail Benson, I believe is is her name, and she's mm -hmm. the Saints and the Pelicans owner. And she basically shared that she has a, a transition plan in place of how she's going to handle the Saints ownership and the Pelicans ownership after she passes. And a lot of the media is really focused on the Saints story, just given the Saints' relevance, the NFL's relevance as compared to the Pelicans. But of course, our years peaked up, perked up when we heard that this opportunity is out there brewing. And I think that. The two main criteria that she outlined was really around this idea that she wants the team to stay in New Orleans no matter what, and she mm -hmm. wants the proceeds or the profits uh, of the sale to really go back into the New Orleans community. And so Glad Robot was quick to identify this as a potential angle and how we could approach it. And I think DAOs are uniquely suited to be able to attack it. And so what's your reaction of how well Krauss is in a position to you know, put forth at least a spiritual or vision oriented bid in making this happen. Yeah, what's well, super interesting, I think I saw this on Twitter, I forgot who it was, but we'll post it. But someone says if Krauss even gets close to this will be kind of the this watershed moment if we're even considered, which I thought was true. Honestly, I think it would be I think it would be amazing to even be considered. I think we were like the grand scheme of things, we're still early. I don't know about how our like in general, do we have enough members to actually go and tackle this? Are we or do we have the infrastructure to go tackle this? We're pre-token. But there's some growth plans in order to reach out some community uh, members within New Orleans that might have whether it's beat writers or podcast hosts or anything like that to actually go make a move on this. I don't know if as optimistic as I am in general, I don't know how we are this this short term to go do it, but man, would that be a headline moment for us? Yeah, and I think there's a couple things that are worth stating is that Gail does not intend to sell until she passes. So she's maintaining that she's going to hold the Saints and the Pelicans. I suspect she's probably a little bit more serious about holding onto the Saints than she is holding onto the Pelicans. That's just pure speculation. But I do think that what Krauss can bring to the table that a lot of these other ownership groups aren't going to be able to bring to the table is a really unique way of bringing in the New Orleans community in a meaningful way and not in a way that's symbolic or 
you've filled with politics and the cronyism that I think we've grown to expect in a lot of these government aspects is that I think we can actually say, hey, we're going to do airdrops to community leaders. We can do integrations and token swaps or equity positions. One of the benefits of us having to go down the security path with a particular token dedicated to ownership of something like the Pelicans is that does also give us some flexibility in how we might integrate and do relationships and equity swaps with key cornerstone components of the New Orleans community. So I think it's just a really interesting thing is that she's probably going to get a lot of chatter, a lot of inbound. And we know some minority owners in the NBA that have already reached out to us to say, hey, I've heard so-and-so is putting together a bid over here. And some of the chatter that's going on, it's certainly sharks are circling a bit. And the insider that shared this information with us said that her commitment to having them stay in New Orleans is also hurting the valuation that's going to be put forth in a bid. So I actually think those are all things that we could deliver really well on. And so I think there's this opportunity to educate the world that we have a path. I think hopefully she lives for for however long that is, as long as possible. And that we're in a position, (laughs) yeah, I don't know how to articulate (laughs) that we are able to articulate why this is the thing to spend time and energy and have her team work with us to, to make this into reality. And I think this is one of those things that as you get a little bit of momentum, there's a snowball effect. And so I think we have quantifiable differences in why our ownership bid position is uniquely different and it serves her needs better than any other lip service or any other paper contracts she could pick up from any other ownership group. Yeah, because the bottom-up approach of having it be fan-owned, in particularly in, in New Orleans, I, I don't think, I don't think that any owner could put forth a stronger case than we could, as far as that, as far as wanting to keep to keep the team not only in the city but give back to the community. It depends on. I, I think one of those interesting questions is where does that rank, right, on her list? Are those non-negotiables and things like that? I think probably keeping the city in in New Orleans, but I think probably that valuation also has something to do with it. And you're right, probably the insane. So I've spent. Spent enough time ish in in New Orleans. That is totally a Saints town. So I'm sure that one is getting the the headlines and all the attention. But you're right. Like I think of all the th- this is why we started this. Right is community owned and fan owned bottom governance and operation of of an NBA team. I think the education piece not only for for her team but for the city as well. But it's it would be interesting. I would like to get as close as we possibly can. Yeah, it's worth noting. I think the way that our mental model of how Krausehaus works right now is. Oh, hey, Gail's selling the the team and we go to the internet and we say, hey, everyone, like everyone pull in and we're going to do this. And we figured out all the you know technicalities and we figured out how to do governance. Like she's in, let's do it. Let's go buy it. And now she started like the Memphis Grizzlies strategy that we've outlined in the past. And now her valuation skyrockets and all this stuff. And we've talked about it in terms in that general way, because we expected that to be the path of the most realistic way to get in that position. This is different because she's thinking about it in a very altruistic way, or at least seemingly. And I think the fact that she's waiting for any of this to to transfer beyond her death is a a sign uh, of that. And so what's interesting about that is you can say, okay, what Krausehaus can actually bring to the table is helping the local community of New Orleans and the people, the tech enthusiasts there and people into crypto there and the communities that are rooted there we can give them a blueprint and we can work with them to make this dream a reality. And this isn't necessarily about Krausehaus, this global collective coming in and buying that asset and then, oh yeah, we're going to keep it in New Orleans and we're going to totally support this thing and like all this stuff. This totally could be a New Orleans solution by a New Orleans group of people that is incentivized and token swapped to the nth degree by New Orleans people. And so I also think this is a bit of a, of a call to action for any of our listeners and our fans. If you're in the New Orleans area or you're connected to the New Orleans community, 
we're going to need people like you to be able to get out there and figure out what are the communities and the areas that we need to support. Who do we need to work with? How do we need to educate? Because we are basically at this point, as it stands exactly today, we're effectively this massive nonprofit that's willing to come in here and help bring this thing to reality. And we have a lot of ideas on how to go do that. That can be a path that is uniquely suited for this particular opportunity. So when you're saying, and, and for clarification, and I think I know where you're going is for clarification on the, on these token swaps, it's not only getting individual members that we've talked about and, and your framing was going out to Twitter and say, Hey guys, the team's available, everyone pony up. But you're saying with this token swap route is you actually get possibly even not only fans and community, but entities as well to, to buy in that are New Orleans native and New Orleans through and through, right? Yeah. What is the New Orleans grocery chain that everyone goes to, right? Uh, like that is exactly. someone that, should, is there a, a local brewery that could, should have that, that opportunity to be instead of Bud White, you know, they're Miller or whatever uh, that. So I'm like, look, what are those different relationships that we could work with? And because we'd actually potentially, now they're obviously not going to have a token, but they could have equity position that there are swaps. And I just think that in this web three world, if we think in that way, in a token swap orientation, we could go with some massive businesses and make permanent relationships. And then you could also do that with community leaders. Like this person, this actual individual human being represents mm-hmm. exactly who and what we want. And they and that's the ethos. And so how do we bring them involved as well? So it's a very fluid thing that I think web three enables that traditionally that would have, wouldn't have made a lot of sense. Yeah, it's funny because the time I've spent in New Orleans, there's a lot of people that that love their city, but I think New Orleans. I would put them up there. New, new folks from New Orleans love their city, and they love their sports. So there's deep family history down there. What they're you thinking about? Even like something like even family offices, or like you said, the local chain that's in the southeast that that happens to be founded in New Orleans. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think the the city would fight pretty hard to keep their teams around. Yeah. Yeah. And just to reiterate, my point is we would love to buy the team as an international global collective to achieve the vision of Kraushaus. But I just think Gail's exact situation, there's a second path in which we help. And there's essentially a sub DAO, for lack of a better word, that is New Orleans built by New Orleans people with the New Orleans focus that yeah. we can be instrumental in helping them deliver. At the end of the day, our vision is to have a DAO own, owning a team and we want to be the one, but at the same token, we're not going to sit in our hands and be like, oh, that's not a, a, our exact DAO that goes do this. Like, I think we could be a part of that in, in making it happen. We can bring governance ideas, bring skills to allow regular people to have governance mechanisms. So I, I just think it's not quite cut and dry as it tends to be as much as we might expect. But I actually think that might be an advantage in this situation if we play with where our boundaries exactly are for what it is we're trying to do. Sure. Yeah. Any inbounds from from some of those that like media outlets, whether it's newspapers, podcasts, beat writers, things like that? We've done a little bit of outreach, not much. I think we've reached out to three three writers. One of the challenges I think with, again, is most of it has been Saints coverage and the season's going on. And then, and then the NBA is getting ready to tip off. I think we have a better path in the Pelicans one, but there's a lot less writers that are focused on talking about that. But we have some conversations that we're trying to, to get off the ground. But I think that one of the learnings here as well is educating a sports beat writer or even the local New Orleans business writer and like, Hey, like a group of people on the internet trying to buy this team, like what's crypto, what's a DAO, how the hell does that have anything to do with buying the Pelicans? I think we need a really clean narrative of explaining how that, that steps into step one, two, and three, and we're lacking mm-hmm. it. And we probably need like a, a video explainer or an article that sort of outlines that in a, in a much deeper way. Yeah, certainly the gift and the curse in this particular instance, I think 
there's had this opportunity to onboard this massive group of people. And there seems to be, I, I don't know why, I, I keep trying to put my finger on this. Is it from things like collectibles and just in general with sports fans that there's this there's this conduit into crypto that I think is easier than other industries, right? There's something there that I think casual or even diehard sports fans look at crypto and go, okay, cool. I, like I'm interested, right? I'm willing to dive headfirst down this, down, down the rabbit hole. Um, yeah, there's something certainly interesting there, but I think the, the point I'm making is that onboarding that, like people starting to wrap their heads around NFTs, like DAOs is, is so new. Like how do you get someone to to understand governance mechanics and, and token and, and voting and Discord? Do they have, do they all join the single Discord? Yeah. Right? There's has to be, there has to be this educational piece that's there. Yeah, I, I, I think you bring up, bring a great point. Like we probably at scale, like there's a web community, there's a discord community. There's probably a telegram group. There's probably in an email. I know that uh, Magnus and Mario have their email. Like it's probably multiple, just like in traditional businesses, there's multiple different communication paths and we probably need to have strong paths for each. And even just more so education wise, if someone buys $10 worth of Pels, right? What are they getting for that? And and what does that mean? And I I think that's going to vary across all of our different projects, all of our different sub DAOs. Yeah, I, th- I think you're totally right. Yeah, what what did I just buy or what did I just get receive? And what can I do with it is a bit of an abstract question until we have really clear paths of, oh, like now that you have this, you're part of a community and that's the social token type angle. Now that you're part of this community you can earn, let's say skills to do cool things in the team if you want. You can just sit on it and own it and, and just say a passive owner, or you can do these activities to try to earn skills around GMing or whatever it may be. And yeah, we're just, those are really second order, potentially even third order things that we need to continue to solve. What's interesting is I was just, as you were saying, that, I was thinking, what is, we have a good understanding across DAOs, particularly in Krausehaus, of what a core contributor might entail. And it's very tech forward, right? You think about developers, product design, uh, community managers, things like that. What is a core contributor for a, for a, uh, MBA program look like, right? Is it people getting involved in the in those local communities? Is it people organizing events, right? Like it's more of IRL team like structures and and getting within the the, the fabric of the organization, less so than what you would think about as a as in the in the sense of Krausehouse. And so like even legal stuff like lawyers and, and, and be able to contribute that way. It's just, a, it's very different than what I think we've been thinking of how to build out Crosshouse, but it's still interesting. How do you earn, can you earn additional Pels by contributing to, to team bounties? Yeah. I think what you're touching on is a great thing is the majority soccer club owner that we've been talking to. And that's a little teaser that I won't go into too deep now, but his thinking and the way he thinks of DAO's value from the majority ownership position of like soccer is like, hey, do you want to earn money by selling sponsorships? Do you know someone that wants sponsorships? Do you want to help us find uh, a player for the transfer market? Do you want to do you want to facilitate that? Do you want to help us for the legal work? Do you like like really anything and everything that humans need to do from the soccer club's perspective needs to get done? And whether it happens through the DAO or a salaried person or a contractor or whatever. The majority owner doesn't really care, but they think that the power of a DAO might be able to surface the most talented, engaging people from the most strangest parts of life, as opposed to local people who see a posting on Craigslist. Do you want to sell tickets for this thing? And so maybe there's a 14-year-old kid halfway around the world who's actually just killer at it. From the club's perspective, they just want tickets sold. They just want a sponsorship. They want to find that that perfect player. They want scouting. They want analytics. And I think you're right. Yeah, you think about their at the end of the day, their businesses, right? They like the Pelicans have accountants, they have lawyers, or they have all these people that that contribute in different ways. And 
it's just interesting to think about because I we like we like I said we've been approaching this from a wildly different angle, almost like a startup angle, which a team would have completely different set of needs. But we could, the DAO is a perfect way to to onboard those people. Yeah, we need HR in honor of your Washington Football Club. Yeah, totally. Uh, sore subject. Yeah, general. let's not for about- It's been a sore subject for many decades now, actually. Yeah, and this is a basketball podcast, and we're already talking about soccer and football here. But but I, I think your point's right. Is And I, I think that's a broader question of the ceiling of what DAOs will allow for or not allow for. I think the cynic would say, hey, DAOs are super helpful for organizing at the fringe and maybe identifying and accelerating some. Like maybe recruiting is a little bit works differently. It's more rec- converting your community into core contributors as opposed to an HR recruit. And so maybe there's a couple of these key components that are different. And then, but in general, there's just liquidity around this shared ownership asset and everything else works the same. And then there's the other side, which is a visionary side where it's like, oh, it's dynamic. And I'm like part of like three different DAOs. And as they need me, I step in and like I can travel the world and do all these amazing things, collective intelligence, all that. And if that world's true, then yeah, like you need to, you just need someone to do payroll. You need someone to do what the basic accounting is and do travel expenses for the team and like book a, yeah, and book a private jet to fly to your next game in a hotel room. <laughs> and to be clear, right, there's probably, like you said, you mentioned on the fringe, right? It's not necessarily like, hey, have these lawyers just come in and because they probably, I mean, any NBA team probably has a, a, a huge firm behind them. So they're not just going to take someone to die. Hey, you, cr- you crunch these numbers or do these paperwork. But when it comes th- when it comes to things like community organization or charity, right? Like the, you will need things, like you said, you'll need things like organization and, and payroll and outreach and marketing. So even if it just means on the community engagement side, onboarding those people, it's still totally valid. Maybe not necessarily working for the Pelicans directly, but if you want a fan engagement or a, a fan owned team and you want to run you know, philanthropic events or whatever, you'll need that. That requires resources to go do, which you could totally use the DAO to leverage that. Yeah, I just uh, business idea, which is it's it's like freelancer, but it's a DAO of guilds of effectively freelancers, and so the DAO goes to this thing and says, "Hey, we got to run, you know, payroll or accounting. Like, here's my request." The guild within the DAO then sources through some other mechanism of skills, availability, and money to bring them in. I know that's a like, common pattern, but yeah. Do you like that better than Doomsday DAO? Doomsday yeah. DAO. Yeah, we I, had a we had an idea for Doomsday Dow and like buying a bunker just in case it really hits the fan. All right, just in case we have to cut that, I got a roll either way, regardless of, of <laughs> that piece of it. But if anyone is in New Orleans and you are interested in helping us think about these pieces or doing some boots on the ground work, it'd be super helpful. I think it's a really interesting opportunity, as well as any PR help um, in order connecting with some of the writers, local areas that might be want to cover something interesting, like what we're trying to get done. So thanks everyone for listening. Thank you guys. And we'll be back online soon. We're going to try to, we're going to try to maybe up, uptick the number of episodes. It's been awesome to hear some feedback for people. People really enjoy this. So thanks for listening and, and there'll be a new episode soon. All right. I got to run dude.